It's no secret that Mary and Joseph had a pretty tough go of it, a pretty challenging life. They have this trip to Bethlehem to register of the house of David, Mary's nine months pregnant. They get there and there's no room in the inn, so they have to stay because they're so poor in a cave, in a stable, in a place where animals usually are. They take a trip to Jerusalem for the presentation, as we heard in today's Gospel, and receive the somewhat scary prophecy from Simeon that their son shall be a sign of contradiction and that a sword of sorrow will pierce the heart of Mary as well. An angel comes to Joseph in a dream and says, you need to take your family and go to Egypt because King Herod wants to kill your son. After a few years, they come back to Nazareth. They go up to Jerusalem every year for the Passover feast. And one year, Jesus is, stays behind and they can't find him for three days, worried about where he is. And just the day-to-day living in first-century Jerusalem, a simple life with not a lot of money. Mary and Joseph had a pretty challenging life, but they had each other. They had each other. There are many challenges in life, many additional challenges when you have children, But when you are married, you have each other. You have each other. And I know that for some of you here, maybe you haven't been married, or it didn't work out for whatever reason, or you lost your spouse. And that's real. And even despite that, though, you are still not alone. The Lord is with you. But on this Feast of the Holy Family, I wish to focus my words to those who are married, that you have each other. What a blessing, what a gift that is. At your wedding, you became one flesh. This doesn't just mean a bodily union, but it represents the totality of your life, a comprehensive union. All your dreams, your fears, your joys, your plans, your money, all of it becomes one, no longer two, but one. One adventure together won everything together, a team. This is something that, frankly, me as a priest, I don't get to enjoy having a partner to go through life with, to be on this awesome adventure with. So you must not take it for granted. I think there are many couples, married couples, that unfortunately kind of lead parallel lives their lives only intersecting each other from time to time, especially when it has to do with their children. But my married friends here, I wish for you to see your marriage as an awesome reality that you want to bring each and every day more and more into its fullness. In the same way that when you were baptized, that seed of eternal life came into your soul, And the whole point of life is to have that seed 
grow and flourish into the glory of heaven. The same thing for your marriage. At your wedding day, a new reality came into being, into existence that did not exist before. And your life as a married couple is all about bringing that reality into its fullness. You're both working together to have that truly become something beautiful. So think of marriage as one reality that you both belong to. And even if you're away from each other at times, for example, dad doing his thing during the day, mom doing her thing for the day, even though you're separate, you're still one metaphysical reality, one object reality. And you're still moving the marriage, that one reality, closer and closer to heaven, closer to what it's supposed to be. So how do we do this? Well, one thing I would suggest is that you need to be praying together. You need to be praying together, preferably every day as a couple, even if it's only for five minutes a day. And it can be very simple. You share your blessings together with your spouse. What's been recently? What you're grateful for? But also sharing with your spouse the challenges that you're going through. And that way, you help carry each other's burdens together. And then pray a decade of the rosary together. Honestly, that would take five minutes. Include in your prayers, especially if you don't have kids yet or young kids, the future spouses of your children. They're out there somewhere. And you want them to be as holy and healthy so that they can truly love and sacrifice for your sons and daughters. I can remember waking up one summer early when I would go to work, working for a landlord, and walking by the living room when it was dark, and I noticed there was a candle lit there. And my two parents, mom and dad, were there praying together in the early morning, praying for us and their marriage and our future spouses. Praying together is so important. It helps you realize that you're on this shared adventure, shared mission together. The next thing I want us to consider is that we can't take our spouse's love for granted. We can't take our spouse's love for granted. One of the beautiful things about marriage is unconditional love. That my spouse knows my weaknesses, knows my failures, knows what I'm not very good at, yet she still chooses to love me. Yet he still chooses to love me. That's the beauty of marriage. But it can be tempting to take that for granted, I think. All right, my spouse already knows my flaws and loves me, so what the heck, I'm really not going to try to grow it's easier sometimes to care more about what strangers think of me than what my spouse thinks of me. So it can happen that I don't care that she knows that I drink too much or play video games, or I don't care that he knows that I spend too much time on my phone. It can be tempting to take our spouse's love for granted. I think we should want to impress our spouse I think we should want our spouse to think highly of us, to admire us as a person. 
the first married couple canonized as a couple is St. Louis Martin and St. Zelie Martin. They were the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux. And in one of her letters to one of her, I think it was her sister, St. Zelie Martin writes this of her husband, Louis. She said this, she said, quote, I am still very happy with him. He makes my life very pleasant. My husband is a holy man, and I wish that all women could have such husbands. My husband is a holy man, and I wish that all women could have such husbands. When talking to others about her husband, Zelie would always add the adjective good. My good Lewis, she would say. My good Lewis. We should strive for this, that our spouse would speak like this about us. And to help in this regard is monthly confession. Monthly confession. You need to be going to confession monthly. And specifically, confess how we have offended our spouse. This is the most important relationship in your life except for your relationship with the Lord. I find it so edifying when a, a husband or a wife comes into confession and they confess being short with their spouse or being passive-aggressive or being inattentive to their spouse's needs or saying something hurtful. Why is this edifying? Because it shows that you want to be a better husband. It shows that you want to be a better wife. And so I always like to compliment these people in confession and say, your husband is so blessed to have a wife that wants to be a better wife. Your wife is so blessed to have a husband that wants to be a better husband. And so although we might be discouraged at our failures or our fallings at that time, the fact that you're going to confession... (laughs) The Lord will bless that. The Lord will bless that. Finally, I would also highly recommend something called a Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend together. This can really help, especially in communication amongst uh, married couples. They say, and I think it's true, not every couple needs this as if like everything's falling apart. No, but couples deserve this. You need that time together. So the Lord truly desires true intimacy between you and your spouse. To experience a sense of mission together, a profound communion. He wants you to find fulfillment in your marriage. But husbands and wives, you have to be intentional about it. Our Lady of Fatima said that the last battle is for the family. The evil one wants to destroy your marriage and your family. You have to fight to intentionally work on it. It won't happen automatically. St. Peter says, Stay sober and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is looking for someone to devour. Resist him, solid in your faith. So last year I mentioned that kind of three focuses or themes for last year, 2023. I said I want us to focus in on prayer becoming contemplatives in our life. I said I want us to invest in Queen of Peace Parish, our time, our talent, and our treasure, and also to focus on 
the centrality of God in our worship, having our Mass become more and more reverent. So I want to keep those three focuses, but I want to add marriage to our focus for this year, strengthening marriages, helping marriages thrive here at Queen of Peace. So we're having another dinner for married couples. This is going to be Saturday, March 16th. We named it, we called it To Have and To Hold. This will be March 16th. And at the dinner, though, new this year, we're going to have drawings for gift certificates to nice restaurants. So be free dinners to nice restaurants. The catch is, though, to be entered into this drawing, you and your spouse have to go on two dinner dates between now and March 1st. You have to go on two dinner dates between now and March 1st to be entered into this drawing. I know some of you can't even remember the last time you went on a date with your spouse, and that's not good. So this is a motivation to go on two dates before March 1st. What you have to do is pray together first, okay? Again, share your challenges, your blessings, and pray a rosary together, all right? Either at the chapel, at home, all right? So you do that first, and then go to dinner someplace. It doesn't have to be anywhere extravagant, but you need that time together. And so what I'm going to do is I'll send out an email later today, and all you have to do is... Uh, Click on the link and enter in your names and your email. And that means you're going to be a part of this challenge. And then later on, as we get closer to March 1st, I'll send an email to those who signed up for this, and you just need to indicate whether or not you finished or completed the mission of two dinner dates before March 1st. My friends, life is difficult. Children are challenging. But for married couples, you you don't have to do it alone. You have each other. God gave you your spouse. So appreciate the shared sense of mission together. Pray together, even daily. And your spouse loves you unconditionally, but don't take your spouse's love for granted. Become the husband or the wife that your wife or husband wants to brag about. And examine your conscience as to how you treated your spouse and go to confession monthly. Finally, take up that fun challenge that I'm offering to go on two dinner dates before March 1st. Yes, life was difficult, but Mary and Joseph had each other. You have each other.